what is it? What we got here? Was that uh, the Jocko, Jocko fuel? Yeah. Doc Savage. My brother says it's healthier than Diet Dew, so I'm trying it out. <laughs> I think I've lost three pounds since I started drinking it. There you go. There you go. All right, we're pleased to be joined by Cole Kubik, SEC Network yep. Jocks. I mean, how, how many titles you got right now? Um, just one. <laughs> Tired <laughs> is the only title I have right now. Uh, no, it's, I mean, listen, it's fun. It's, uh, I love working with McElroy on Jocks every morning. Got the Cube Show podcast, at Cube Show 61 on YouTube. Hit that one up. Trying to catch up with you guys on subscribers. We'll get there one day, maybe, probably not. Um, and then obviously doing games and everything. It's cool, man. I can't. I can't complain. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Fortunate. We went to dinner last night with uh, Pat Smith. I don't you know oh, him Oh, Pat's well. the best, yeah. Yeah, he was great, yeah. man. He was talking your praises up there at Jock, so I know you're doing well. Uh, what's your – What was he saying? He thinks I'm good? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a long he, list. He tells me I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like your coach back in the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, there would be more explanation there of what, what my coach had to say. I tell people all the time, it's, it's, you know, we talk about these kids today. Like, I was coached by Rick Trickett first and then Hugh Nall. And Rick Trickett called me the dumbest motherfucker he had ever coached every day for, like, two years. And it's, at some point, it, what's weird is, like, at some point you kind of start believing it. You're like, well, he has told me that for three straight months. Like, maybe I am. Like, maybe I just can't learn these plays, you know? Yeah. So. My coach said I, I slower and smoke off cow manure. So I've never seen smoke off cow manure, but I would imagine See, it's extremely not, slow. There's nothing better than those old, like, country sayings oh, like yeah. that. You yeah. know, like I – he used to say uh, – well, I probably can't say that one. But um, <laughs> he said, you know, I grew up in Homewood, which is – it's. I, mean, it's, I live there now. It's, a, it's an amazing place. It's a suburb of Birmingham. And he used to say, you know, there's nothing but something in steers from Homewood. You know that, right? And I was like, there's actually not even steers in Homewood, man. Like, I, like I, what are you talking about? <laughs> have, you, have you been? To, like, that's just not, this is not the middle of nowhere. But, yeah. You just, that's awesome. People try to make sayings applicable to every place. Right. And it's like, buddy, it doesn't it, work it, that it, way. It it's not it. During your playing careers, I've always wanted to – I like to ask ex-players this. Who's, who's the best lineman you went up against? Oh, man, there were so many. I played against Gerard Warren at Florida. He was a tilt nose. So that was in an, in an odd front, five-man front. That was essentially me on every play, me and him. He was the third pick in the draft out of Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, played against Cornelius Griffin at Alabama, who played for the Redskins for a while. He was really good. I mean, the toughest in, in and of itself, and it wasn't an individual, was Georgia because they had Richard Seymour, Marcus Stroud, Charles Grant. They had Boss Bailey. And then they had the defensive rookie of the year playing off the ball linebacker, Kendrell Bell, who led the league in sacks as a rookie for the Steelers, who was by far the hardest I've ever been hit in my life. We run the inside zone. I'm scooping off. Guards helping me. And Kendrell Bell had no regard for where the play was going. He was just going to put his face mask in your chin and try to hurt you on every play. And I'm, co- like, I'm trying to fight off Marcus Stroud, who's a first-round pick yep. in his own right. And here comes Kendrell Bell, just wow, <laughs> and it, it's you know chin straps unbuckled. You're kind of wondering where you are. You're getting up, and you're like, God Almighty! 
And I, we went for like seven yards. Like Heath Evans was our tailback at the time. And like he goes, and I was like, well, that's great. But I mean, damn. <laughs> it's like the ball's, like you almost want him to make the right. tackle. Like, yeah. hey, bro, don't do that to me again. Like, tackle him. <laughs> Hardest I've ever been hit. There was a bunch, though, man. Like, to, Did you go back, like, when you heard the word concussion? Because that wasn't a word growing up when I was in school. Oh, no, you yeah, were soft. You, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But when you discovered that word, you were like, oh, yeah, that's what that was. That's, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think that more. That makes sense. I think, I think more about it now, especially with all these transfers, when I'm like, um, that guy from Louisiana Tech? Yeah, like, I can't remember his name. I have no idea. There's so many names we have to remember. It's like, I yeah. Give that, every, you give everybody nicknames, you know. Yeah, old, old buddy from northern <laughs> Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my guy from, yeah. uh, from Temple. Yeah, that's that guy. My, that, yeah. The dudes, that's usually what I say. They got some good dudes there. If these know? people get mad in their comments and everything, folks, we you can't remember all these names. It's literally not possible right like oh, i mean they, if if you mispronounce a name they'll get on your oh ass. yeah I mean, it's well my last name's kublik so that's fine i, I can <laughs> gary danielson called me kublik earlier on, on my show and i'm like it's mcelroy and kublik like come on man it's fine when, you often one of my favorite things about your account is you you're looking at uh you know film what have you and you, you tweet out all these highlight clips uh i mean how how much time does it take you to, to find these plays? Because you find some gems on there. Uh, well, it's funny because we were doing SiriusXM yesterday, and our, our boss, Michael Mazvinsky, we go to break, and he comes up and he said, you're a lunatic. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? He said, are you literally watching film while we're interviewing SEC coaches doing a radio show? And I was like, well, I mean, I got it on. <laughs> I'm not locked into it, but it's there in case, you know, I, I can kind of peek over and see some plays. When I was when I first got married, I mean, my wife couldn't believe it. I would come home and I'd be watching film when she got home. We would go work out, eat dinner, do our thing, and then I'd say, "I'm gonna go downstairs and watch some more film." And she's like, "What? Like, how much of this can you watch?" And I'm like, "Well, it's technically it's endless. Like, I could just keep going. There's so much I haven't seen." So I just try to get it in whenever I can. And it's now that I have three kids, it's literally like squeeze it in, get it in when you can fit it in. Like yeah. ten minutes here, thirty minutes here, an hour here. Um, if I'm on the plane, I'm watching it. And when Greg and I do our show in the morning, I've always got my iPad going on something because I might see something like out of the corner of my eye at some yeah. point. So yeah. I can't lock into it for a lengthy period of times anymore like I once could. But I mean, I'm st- after the show, I try to get a, like a quick 30-minute grind in almost every day. So you you got to at least just explore every day is what I try to do. And that way you never truly get behind. Once the season hits mm-hmm. – you're never catching up. I don't yeah. care if it's week zero, week one. Like, you're not catching up. Because I, if I get through all – you know, you guys know what I do on Sunday. The reason I started the podcast, I watch all the SEC games. We go through the film, X's and O's, what happened. Well, do I want to go see what Ohio State's doing? Do I want to go see what USC's doing? Like, well, i got to go look at Washington's offensive line. Okay, I want to see what Miami's doing. You can't just blast through all of it. It's literally impossible. So, you got to pick and choose. But I, I just – honestly – the only way I know how to answer that is I get in as much as I can. And some days that's an hour. Some days I might get lucky it's three hours. Some day it might be five minutes. But it's just I'm always trying to take a peek whenever it's possible. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm a huge fan of the show. I'm also a huge fan of you on the sideline and breaking down some of this film study. But I got to ask, has there ever been a, mo- a moment you thought, I should be coaching? Have you ever thought about that? I mean, just because of yeah. the way your brain works. Well, the guy that I referenced that called me the dumbest mf he kind of ruined the coaching thing for me. Um, but, I, you know, here's what's weird about it. It's very similar to media. Yeah. 
So I get all these kids that are coming out of college, and they say, hey, I want to do what you do. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll be glad to help. And the first thing I ask them is, what is your acceptable floor in this industry? And they all look at me like I'm crazy because the, the typical answer is, okay, I want to be Aaron Andrews or Kirk Herbstreit. And they're like, that's really cool, but you know there's one of those, right? I mean, that, chances of us getting there are right. pretty much zero. Um, are you okay being local news sports person? Are you okay just having your own podcast? Because uh, you can do a whole other full-time job and have a podcast, and that can be great. Or you can dump everything into a podcast. Like you guys, I mean, this can go a lot of different ways. You okay just having a radio show? Like I need to know what is the floor that you're fine with. And that, that usually dictates, all right, you should probably go for this or yeah. get out of this. When, when I had somebody last week, and she came to me and asked me about it, and she said, I want to do sideline for the SEC Network. And I was like, all right, cool. Whose job are you taking? Because they're not just open. Like, yeah. They're not just looking to fill voids. They're not sitting around. So who are you bumping? Yeah. Come on, Tara, now it ain't me. Yeah. So who else are you going to bump? And, and they kind of get wide-eyed at that point. It's like you maybe go try this, then try a little bit of that, and then do this. When I came out, there were no podcasts. Right. There, there, were, there wasn't a dedicated website for every team or four for every team. Um, you know, there wasn't – online coverage wasn't real. It was like you had your three local news sports guys. Yeah. You had your one, like, radio station that maybe had two, three local guys, and two or three football games were on TV. Right. Like, calling games felt unattainable to me when I got out of college. Right. Literally, it did. Because, yeah, Jefferson Pilot and then CBS and ESPN. Like, that was it. Yeah. And so I didn't think it was possible. Um, and it's kind of the same thing in coaching. When I got out of school – I mean, you were going to be a GA for years, yeah. making 12, 17, 19,000. And some of the guys, like, I mean, Will Muschamp was a GA at Auburn when I was there. And I think he just got, like, his graduate school paid for and got to live in the dorm. Yeah. Like, that was all he got. So that, that was what that life was then. Now, I mean, they're taking flyers on anybody to come coach. Like, yeah. oh, you've been an analyst for a while? Cool. You, do you want to make 700 to come coach quarterbacks? Like, <laughs> Sure. I would love to just coach. Yeah. Would I like the schedule that these guys have? No. no. NIL, portal, recruiting your own roster every day, the regular recruiting portion of it, the travel. I got three kids too, so that's not really a fair question. Like I would never leave what I do now to put that on my family yeah. because I know how extensive it is. But I would love to just coach the game. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And yeah. you know what's crazy is I used to say – somebody asked me this. I said this yesterday. I used to say, you know what? If the money was the same, I'd love to coach in high school. Well, it's the same shit now. These <laughs> kids are getting NIL. They're transferring. Yeah. Like, they're moving their families across town to go play to a different school. It's, it's crazier in high school than it is in college. Absolutely. And small-town politics don't help. <laughs> Nuts. Yeah. And, you know, you, you do have a really a dream job getting to – Cover the multiple. Well, yeah, well, multiple. But I, seriously, I listened to WJOX driving to high school in the mornings. Really? I was that sick kid <laughs> that got – I listened to sports talk radio, and I never, there was a beep. It was like my apartment complex. When you came out, there was a BP station, and then like across the street was the road to go to the high school. I would go to the BP station, pay 50 cents, and get a USA Today every day. I'd go to school. Everybody else was trying to finish their homework. Mm -hmm. Not that mine was done. I just kind of didn't care. <laughs> And I would open up and start looking at box scores. Or I'd start looking at, you know, articles of who was playing who, schedules, different things. Like every sport, I would, I would literally open it, and the green section was the money section, purple section was the life section, the front page, I'd throw those away. Red, sports, that's all I cared about. <laughs> yeah. So I listened to Sports Talk Radio, the station I'm on now. I listened to that station. 
And then my wife reminds me all the time because when Tom and Jordan and I first got put together, I said, man, this is something I could do for a decade. If I, if I, when we were talking about it, I said, if yeah. I can get that, I'll do it for 10 years and be happy. Well, like anybody else, three, four years in, I'm like, man, we, what if we got that game? What if I could go do this? She's like, remember, you said you would do this for a decade. She's like, so don't start getting greedy. She, she puts me in my place. So it's, I have more than one dream job, man. Like, it's, yeah. it's really cool. Well, the one I was specifically referencing, though, is get me be on these SEC campuses Saturday yep. night because that's the game every fan base wants. They want the Saturday night game. And because of TV, we don't always get the Saturday night game. But wherever you're going, unlike fans of, say, Arkansas, Tennessee, that doesn't get it every night, you do because you're there. You're, you're living these environments. I mean, I just can't imagine what that's like week in and week out because everyone claims they have a top ten experience and several – have earned that in the SEC, but the venues you get to to go in, I mean, it, it's like the the best time to go to. It's all amazing. Of them. And after probably week two or three, then they're all conference games. Mm-hmm. So it might not be Alabama, LSU, but Kentucky, Mississippi State, or Auburn, Ole Miss, or Ole Miss, Tennessee, they're going to be damn good. And these venues, none of them are bad. They're just it, they're all fun. Like. The podcast a couple weeks ago, the toughest places to win right now, which is everyone I'll, agreed. It's different. Everyone agreed with I mean, you. Oh, of course, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But it, but it, it's it's always going to be a sliding scale because I played in Knoxville the year after they won a national championship. It's still the loudest stadium I've ever heard, ever. And now with what they've redone in there with the LEDs and the T coming out and the spotlight, I mean, it is it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you get down to Gainesville when they're rocking. You can't hear a thing. Yeah. And it's, it's very unique because the student, the student section was grandfathered in, and we were on the far side of the bench. It's literally where we are, the, the student section to the players. Yeah. Like you're sitting against the back of your bench, and they're right there. And you can imagine the things they're saying when you come off the field, especially if it's not going well. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're having fun. And I never got the other side of it, but I've had guys like McElroy. Like Trevor Knight told me Auburn was the most difficult place I ever played, Big 12 or SEC. Auburn at night was the toughest place I ever played. Athens is loud. You know, Baton Rouge is a whole other animal, man. Like that thing – see, the thing about Baton Rouge is not just the noise. It's, it's the all-encompassing voodoo, mystique. Every, the odor of that place is awesome. Like you get out of your car in the parking lot and it just smells like gumbo. Like it's incredible. And everybody's yelling in purple wigs. And it's, it's just – you walk by a live tiger on your way into the stadium. <laughs> And what's really nuts is the first time I went there in 97 was when they still wheeled the tiger around in, in the cage like they do the pig at Arkansas right now. And I'll never forget, I ran out, and I'm jogging. I'm like, that's a fucking tiger in a cage <laughs> at a football game. Like, you never, it's what, you never believed it until yeah. you saw it. You know, like, I saw it on TV, but it's like, is the tiger really out there where we can just see it? And, it's a, and they would rattle his cage to try to, like, get him going when we ran out. It was wild. <laughs> and then you get to Arkansas, and it's like there's a 500-pound pig, like, in its cage. And they're giving him carrots. Like, it's, that's a real thing. And, like, like Fayetteville is a perfect example. When they get that, oh, pig, suey, it's awesome, man. I don't care who you root for yeah. or if they're good, if they're not good. Like, you feel the passion there and what they've done with the third deck and all the new, you know, floor-level, uh, grass-level seats. That's an amazing place. Like, and I said on the podcast, like, we can't say williams Bryce is the most underrated place anymore. Yeah. That's the same as the people that still say that, like, soccer and NASCAR are the fastest-growing sports in America. 
you can't be the fastest growing sport for 20 years. Like at some point you've just grown. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just a tough place to play. Yeah. I think Lexington's the most underrated place right now. It's a really cool environment. They really upgraded it. It's, it's much nicer than it used to be. Like I said, it, depending on who's good, it's probably, you know, Tennessee, Florida, or LSU, depending on who has the best team right now. Brian Denny's always tough. Sanford's always tough. Jordan Hare's always tough. And it just fluctuates based on which fan base is most excited and most passionate at that moment. Yeah. Do you have a uh, maybe a top three? It might be tough, but just when you go around the SEC places, when you're getting an assignment, you're like, damn, I'm going to go to this restaurant. Oh, we've got, them, no, we've got them in every we've got them in every town. I yeah. mean, just name the town, and I'll tell you the place. Like, we go to Lexington, we're going to Tony's Steakhouse downtown, uh, and see Tom Hart's kind of like our mater d. Like, he's the one that does the reservations. He's the one that that says, "Oh no, we're going to go here." But we know our same places, like Dragonfly Sushi Joint in Gainesville. We're going. Tom's from Columbia, so when we go to Como, it's more of a we got to go see this guy or go see that guy and we got to go do this and that it's like all right fine we'll go you know we'll go check that out we go to auburn we're going to acre like david bancroft's taking care of us we're going in there we're eating chicken fried bacon as an appetizer it's unbelievable like i ate it on the field during covid people are like why are you eating food it's awesome like so many people like uh, another thing williams bryce there's two weekends out of the year that they have the state fair across the street like you can see the ferris wheel from inside the stadium I remember and the corn dogs. We're right? eating, yeah. Well, I didn't, I wouldn't have done that. Jordan, <laughs> that was Jordan. But I ate a donut burger, and actually, was, I ended up eating the whole thing. It was so good. I was like, I was going to take a bite. And I'm like, you know what? We need to break. And I'm like, I'm going to finish that. That's, that's actually really good. But why would people be mad about that? I don't know. We're just uh, having fun. Yeah. You know, like, people forget football's still fun. Yeah. I mean, we try to make it a little bit more fun. We're going to break it down. We're going to analyze. But it's also fun, man. Yeah. Like, we watch this because we like it. Well, we for, like, we I, forget I like that. We don't want and, – and I say this all the time, the SEC, we love to hate more than we love to love. Yeah. But we watch it because we like it, yeah. right? We don't watch it because we're mad at it. Right. Like, who watches things that intentionally piss them off? Not many people do that. You're sick if you do that. Now, it's going to at times, but we watch this because we love it, man. It's fun. It's cool. I think cool. that's what I like. When you're on the sideline, you're mic'd up, and then you can see sometimes you switch over to fan, you know, and I think that's what we appreciate. I mean, that's why we like your show. It's why they, they come to our show, because we're, we're fans, ultimately. Absolutely. You know? so and if, I, you're, if you're not, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, if, you're, if, you, if you cover something and you're not a fan of it, like, what are you doing? This, this is not the line of work. No. no this is no, I mean, you're passionate yeah. about it. And that's the beauty of it. I, I tell people – I, I used to say six or seven. I guess it's like nine years. Like, I haven't worked in nine years. Seriously. Since yeah. I went full-time media, which I went, and then I had to get out because it just wasn't working. I had a radio station in Huntsville that basically quit paying me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, sorry. I got, <laughs> sounds great, but you know, I'm going to actually have to go do something else now. And I went and sold boxes. I hated myself. I went and sold insurance. I hated myself. And then finally I got a call from a, the different station in Huntsville, went back. Then, you know, kept getting some TV stuff, did some videos at Theo.com, and it all worked itself out. But, I mean, it's – I haven't worked since I started doing that. It's not work. Like, all the film you talked about earlier, it's not work. I love it. Yeah. I would do it all day if I had the time. Like, if I could pause everybody else and watch three hours of film, I would do that every day. Yeah. But I just got other things I got to keep up with. This is this is not work. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> I well, agree. This is an awesome interview. So, I Absolutely. appreciate you, Cole, before you go. 
I'm sure the audience already knows, but can you tell them where to follow your work? Oh, uh, Twitter, at Cube Show, at Cole Kublik, uh, Instagram, at Cole Kublik, at Cube Show. The YouTube is at Cube Show 61, McElroy and Kublik in the morning, jocksfm.com, 7 to 10 a.m. weekday mornings. Right. I think that's it for now. <laughs> we'll find some more stuff to get in there somewhere. Yeah. Thank you so I'm much. Really trying, we're just trying to be like you guys, get the, get the subscribers up and, yeah. and get the whole thing going. So. But you guys have been a good help to me, too, and I've, especially you, Mike. I appreciate you very much. I want to let everybody know that. So thank you. I, I enjoy listening to you guys. It's, it's entertaining. It's fun. And then it's some football. Like, that's what it's supposed to be. So yeah. I appreciate you guys as well. I appreciate you, you saying that.